I guess that means you're not all set. Yeah, I'm ready. That's you fine. got your clothes on. I put my shirt on backwards. <laughs> yeah, this is a family-friendly show. Sheesh. <laughs> that sounds that funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That That sounds funny. Oh, yeah. This is the week of March 16th, 2021, episode 20. We're rolling into the bigger digits now. It's going to take all of our fingers and toes to count that high. Oh, man. Uh, We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who is not here today. She's like the way we see it, which means we can talk about Jill behind her back. When she's not looking. <laughs> she's not to whip out absent. all those old embarrassing stories about her, huh? Yeah, she's she has an excused absence. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> we'll forgive her, but we can still make fun of her. <laughs> she's she's at the St. Louis Aquarium looking at fishies. Oh yeah. She has a big fishing pole. The, the, yeah, there we go. Have a big fishing pole, catch you some big six foot catfish. We can tell everybody where she's at, because by the time they hear this, she'll be we'll be back home. <laughs> yeah, she won't be there anymore. She'll, she'll, she'll be caught those catfish out of the <laughs> She's swimming with the sharks. <laughs> oh I don't know what they do over there. I've never well, been over know, there. They say it's pretty expensive there to swim with the sharks. It's only cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Oh, anyhow. So, any uh, did we say our names? Introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm Keith, and I'm Terry. Yeah, we and sound similar. We're trying to change that. Yeah, and I got some <laughs> kids in the background, so I hopefully they don't uh, get on the recording unless <laughs> they have some uh, video game Tourette's and make loud bursts of noises or something. I think it's funny every once in a while. Some people you get so aggravated, like. On that first oddity program, they get so mad at that dog barking. It's like, eh, I think it's funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just to get that in the background. Volunteer to euthanize the dog. Randomly. <laughs> it, it it can, I mean, give it a, a more, I guess, approachable feel, uh, connect with the host. But sometimes the old dog barking can be an annoyance. Uh, as long as it's like background, not like overpowering like like the right. dog just jumped onto the microphone and decided to bark at you right like i got chihuahuas you know they bark at everything i have okay. toddlers they they scream at everything <laughs> uh, so i've got funny story. so this is uh, our, our opening part of the show we like to talk about what's new what we've been reading or watching or doing lately maybe old classic family story or could be anything so did you come armed with any funny stuff this time or? oh yeah well i think it's funny <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> i didn't think it was funny at the time because this is another story why it sucks to be blind <laughs> all right so i uh 
my wife was going to the store the other day. I said, hey, pick me up some snacks. You know, I like uh, sunflower seeds or peanuts or, or give me some beef jerky or some Slim Jim or something. So she went to the store. She came back. She put the stuff on my desk. So I was sitting there. And I go, well, let me, I'm going to snack on something. I'll grab this bag here to this uh, beef jerky, it feels like the package and everything. So I took it and ripped, you know, ripped the top open. You know, it's got this zippered package, you know. Right. So, and they're pretty good sized bags. And so I, I opened it. And it's, oh, yeah, that smells. This has got to be good jerky. Good jerky smell, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I stuck my hand in the bag and took out this i was expecting to feel like beef jerky you know it's kind of squared pieces of meat mm-hmm. you know and i was like oh must be like a beef jerky so i pulled that and go well it's fatter than the beef jerky and i took a bite i started to chew i took a bite and i started to chew a little bit and i said is this a dog treat <laughs> <laughs> we I, that's for the dogs there once in a while. And she came into the the room and looked at the package. And about the time she read it, she said, no, those are spicy hot sausages. And I said, about the time she said that, then the heat hit my mouth. I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, those. It's okay. So, I'm going to feed you some dog treats. I mean, you know, when you're blind, you can't tell. and just smell it. It's like. Them dog yeah, well, they do make dogs. beef jerky that's a little bit thicker, like they like they cut it thicker and they just kind of dehydrate, you know, right. the, the beef and, or whatever. But this was like a, it was almost as long as a hot dog, but it was skinnier than a hot dog. You know, it was yeah. kind of it was like a there. gourmet spicy sausage or something. It was like a beef jerky you can, or slim jims you can buy now. That oh yeah yeah I, I kind of yeah the, the they make. Uh, uh, those kind of things you see them in a vending machine, like a little two pack, where you have like a long, slender right, right. beef stick. Like, beef stick is what they're. What is this here? <laughs> it's like, it's like, is this so you get a, a bucket of spicy beef sticks. Because I, on the kitchen table, <laughs> this is right. Because on the kitchen table, I picked up a bag and I opened it, and it smelled like bacon. <laughs> they said, "No, those are dog treats." <laughs> so, dog treats on the kitchen table. But well, on my desk, it's my beef jerk. We should switch that. Just up. have to, yeah, be aware of that. Keep them, uh, <laughs> keep them organized. I think you ought to be getting a medal. Organization, the, the very important thing when you can't see what you're doing. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, in the past, I mean, I didn't eat the bacon. I, I kind of knew that it, what it was. I was just acting like I was going to. Um, <laughs> but still, that's kind of funny to put dog treats on the table and yeah you should get back and like put some uh some kibbles inside like the cheerio box and pour it into her bowl for breakfast and so for <laughs> other kibbles, listeners they're a little around like cheerios right cheerios like for, for the listeners out there just remember it's almost april fool's day oh you make me just furious yeah some good ideas some pranks to pull on your your blind friends <laughs> Dog treats never hurt nobody. 
<laughs> Mel Gibson. Well, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt you, but I'm sure it's not designed to be very palatable to the human taste bud. Yeah. If you ever watched a good mythical morning on YouTube, when they, you know Rhett and Link they they eat crazy food, and they're not opposed to eating stuff like dog food and cat food, and I mean it, it won't hurt you, but it just tastes awful. And I don't really want to find out. I'll take their word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, my story. This is uh, actually was posted on Facebook. Uh, my wife uh, walked into the bedroom and she saw our little granddaughter getting dressed or something. She had something that she was uh, had up under her shirt and she goes, what are you doing? And the little girl says, pulls out uh, some underarm deodorant. She says, I'm keeping my underarms healthy. <laughs> she needs to have a healthy armpit or something like that. So, hey, that's a smart thing to do, Billy. Anyway, <laughs> she's just trying to do her best to be a clean kid. <laughs> anyway, yep. a little short one. Kind of healthy funny. underarms. You got to keep them healthy. I guess they get stinky and ripe. They get, you know, it might turn green and fall off or something. Who knows? <laughs> uh. Oh, well, seeing as how we are just a little bit, uh, short-handed here without Jill. Hey, let me reiterate what I've mentioned before as a bit of housekeeping on our newly redesigned webpage. Uh, we do have a, a donate button up near the top. Feel free to smash it, smash it often and toss lots of money our way uh, or, or whatever. It just kind of helps defray some of the expenses. Uh, our long-term goal <laughs> <laughs> Remember that website? Uh, What's it? Uh, Funny.com or humor.com, something like that. I forget what it is now. $450,000. Hey, it's just a drop in the bucket when you look at the COVID uh, relief program. Yeah, I work and I slave, and what do I get? Uh, <sighs> but our more short term goal is to raise enough money so that we can actually buy a Zoom account. So we don't have to worry about uh, being bumped off after uh, you know, 40 minutes. 40 minutes like, free mode. We're know, too but, cheap. Uh, we need money. We're broke. We're blind. <laughs> well, I am and on both accounts, actually. At least you got a little bit more income than I do to draw on. Um, and, and, you know, Jill has her sugar daddy, you know, George. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said his name. Dang it. Watch the way I wiggle my hips as I slither through the grass. Now I got to have all the sexy married women in their town <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying to head up on him. Well, how do you like them, Matthew? Uh, uh, but yeah, our, our, that's our more, more short-term goal is to uh, actually purchase a Zoom account so we don't have to get bumped off. But because it's only two people today, we can talk indefinitely. I don't Check have one that out, and while you're there, use the contact link, uh, use the email form, and send us your funny story that you might want to have read on the show, which I don't I have a, any today. I know a joke Even before we go to the news if you want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, we can do that before we go to the news. Oh, boy. There was a blonde who uh, 
she was a, uh, well, I'll say she was a stewardess, not to pick on stewardesses or blonde, but hey, it's a joke. Don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> but it get canceled. You never can tell. <laughs> interject the right person if you need to. <laughs> a blonde was in a hotel room, a stewardess, and the captain had called her in the morning and said, hey, come on, get to the lobby. We're going to be late. And she said, I'm trapped in my room. And he's like, you're trapped in your room? And she said, yeah, there's three doors. There's the bathroom door, the closet door, and then there's the door that says, do not disturb. <laughs> Boys, I'm stupid, but I ain't that stupid. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so anyway. That's that one. Well, as far as news. <laughs> well, I have a story about, I did, we've done stories all this time, and animals going wild, and so I've got another one. Yeah, sure. Another, well, it's those deer from Pennsylvania. Uh-oh, they're at it again, huh? <laughs> yeah, they made it to Michigan now. Oh, okay. <laughs> they stopped up. Where's that other one in Jersey? Now they're in all the way in Michigan. Um, a Michigan State Trooper. Um, let me see if I can. I'm trying to get. To so, so while you're looking for that, I was just going to say, I wonder if these these deers are like like the the border crisis down there in Texas. <laughs> this is like the the deer crisis of the Midwest. Yeah. And Oakland. Is it's not a crisis. It's a challenge. Auckland or Oakland? Yeah, I think it's downstate or somewhere. In Oakland County, Michigan, a Michigan State trooper caught this action on his dashboard cam. A herd of wild deer were trampling all over this person's car. On the the guy, they were mostly peaceful protesting. They, they were saw. The deer on the side of the road, which you usually do, you want to stop. You don't want to drive, you know, you want to stop to see if you if you can safely to see what the deer are going to do. <laughs> but she stopped and they just attacked her car and were jumping on it, jumping, <laughs> jumping across the road. It's you. You killed our <laughs> friend, Abby. <laughs> so, Get her. <laughs> it doesn't say how many, but there was a whole herd caught. Hmm. Wow. Action was caught. I, I don't know if the the sheriff got out and started, you know, shooting a gun to air scare him or something, but they were just trampled in out of the car. <laughs> got so, out his rifle. There yeah. goes one. There goes one. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Get some fresh meat for the, the soup kitchen. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say. I would think he would just go down and go, bam, bam, and scare him away, but... Yeah, they must have had some. Uh, well, you know, if they were peacefully protesting deer, he would have had to attack him with, you know, tear gas and rubber bullets. And it's just been a whole they, mess, you know. They might have been attracted to the deer jerky in the trunk. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, runaway uh, hoofed animals, uh, about a month ago, remember we had a story about the uh, cows that escaped from a slaughterhouse? Uh, in uh, Rhode Island, right. the title is 
Where's the beef? Runaway steer is still roaming around town. So this is a continuing story, apparently. <laughs> uh, but this steer is still very much on the move in Rhode Island a month after escaping from the slaughterhouse. Uh, the thousand-pound deer, no, deer, uh, steer is uh, still roaming the streets. Uh, police said in a Facebook post that even though they've been keeping loose track of the steer's whereabouts, they can't chase it. So the idea is to keep it contained in wooded areas where it can't endanger drivers or itself. The officers posted a blurry nighttime photo of the bovine, to which I say, hmm, sounds like Bigfoot to me. <laughs> Big hoof. Shoys <laughs> uh, on a residential street uh, near a support our, our police yard sign. So it, it appears to be healthy, well-fed, and supports it's uh, boys in blue. <laughs> anyway, it's still running around. Where, how now, brown cow, the reporter says here. Hey, I have a joke for that, too. <laughs> so, and Anz was saying, help us bring this story to a good conclusion. If I was in Rhode Island, I think I'd be out, you know, trying to play cowboy and grab a lasso and say, here, little deer. Or here, little steer, come to cowboy. I got a space for you in my freezer. <laughs> we'll round you up. It's a good thing she wasn't doing jumping jacks. Did you hear about the cow that did jumping jacks? No. What about it? She was just practicing her calisthenics. Ah. Okay. I thought I was going to say she was making a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> um. I have a story from Vancouver, British Columbia. A woman, this is a good testimonial for iPhone for Apple, the Apple 11. An Apple 11 was returned to its owner 11 months after being at the bottom of a lake. Hmm. And it still worked. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be waterproof. And she was, she was, um, it says in there, it must be a Canadian thing, the bumper boats. I've never really heard of bumper boats and bumper cars, but apparently they have bumper boats uh, up yeah, there. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know. Maybe if it's, it's like a, a paddle boat where you, you don't steer, you just drive around until you bounce off of other boats. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's a bunch of paddle boats with the rubber around them and you can bump it. That, that, that's probably what it is, is a paddle and, boat. Right. And so she, I can't see it being like a jet ski or nothing like that. That could really hurt somebody. But anyway, she was on a, a set of bumper boats. And so her phone had got knocked out of her hand and boom, to the bottom of the lake. And so. It, and then it, a fish called 911. <laughs> <laughs> gurgle, gurgle. Send the police. Gurgle, gurgle. I found a phone. <laughs> I'm not gonna be finish my story. Just laughing. <laughs> anyway, um, so there was a couple uh, who loved to go scuba diving, and so they had uh, 
<clears throat> 11 months later, they were scuba diving in this lake and they would go and they'd go to the bottom, you know, go to the different lakes and collect treasures of people that had dropped things apparently. But, and so they ran across this and phoned and they cleaned the muck off of it. And it says they took it and, and, uh, powered it on and it worked. And I'm like, I think they probably charged it, but still, you know, yeah, they, I'm, I'm they sure it was, the battery, I'm sure, was probably discharged after 11 months, but they that's said they cool. powered, it was still working, though. Yeah. Right. They powered it on, and they got the number off the SIM card, or they, that's what how they put it, but I think out for the contact list or something in there. They got the number, and they... Well, you, I don't know, you, you would think, see, because whenever you power it on, wouldn't the screen be locked? So, well... Uh, you know, how would you get past the lock screen? You know, but, you know uh, and I guess if they pulled the SIM card out of it and maybe put it into a different phone, yeah, maybe right. they could have got that way. I, I don't they, know, I'm kind of out of the loop on phone. But they said, uh, now I guess it could still be possible. She could have got a new phone with the same phone number, but it said that they got it off the SIM card, her number, and they texted her. You'd think if they texted her, that phone would ring. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she, you know, got a text message. Hey, we found your phone, blah. And then they reunited the girl with her phone, and she was so happy. Now she's got two. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But and a good testimonial for Apple. Speaking of diving, uh, Spanish police sink a drug smuggler's submarine. <laughs> and I'm like, why did they make those? <laughs> was it yellow? <laughs> That was my question, too. Was it a yellow submarine? Yellow submarine. <laughs> reference to the Beatles, of course. The yellow submarine, I'm told, is a reference to a marijuana cigarette. Although I'm not in that culture to really verify that as much as maybe <clears throat> somebody else might be. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, uh, in Madrid, uh, Spanish police announced that they have seized a narco submarine able to carry up to two metric tons which is 2.2 tons of cargo uh, the police came across the uh, nine meter long craft or about 30 feet long uh, last month while it was being built uh, on su southern Spain's southern coast. I have the word out of, out of whack there. As part of an international drug operation involving five other countries, the three meter wide or 10 feet wide uh, semi submersible craft is made out of fiberglass and plywood panels. So, for those of you who are out there who are good at handicraft woodworking, <laughs> that's all you need. Fiberglass and plywood, uh, but it was attached to a structure. Three portholes on one side, painted light blue. Oh, so it was not a yellow submarine. Dang it! <laughs> uh, had two two hundred horsepower engines operated from the inside. Uh, so my question here is, are they really trying to tell people how to build one? Because they give them a lot of details here. <laughs> build your own well, they, submersible drug submarine. And we could catch you too. 
are they building it to smuggle drugs or to catch drug smugglers? No, it, they they actually caught it while it was being built, so it, it never had sailed. But this article goes on to say that they've had trouble with this kind of uh, smuggling before, and they were suspecting it was getting ready to go up, made a mothership uh, to take on uh, probably cocaine before returning to Spain to smuggle the drugs in. Uh, they say it, it doesn't fully submerge, but you know it, it submerges enough that all you can really see is a little tiny, I guess, you know, periscope or whatever, uh, the top of the, the craft, so it makes it hard to find. But apparently, this is a problem they they have there is people smuggling drugs in using submarines. But they caught this one. You'd think they'd still be easy to see, even though. How long is the dang periscope? <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't think it gave all that. It was thirty feet long, ten feet wide, um, made out of plywood, fiberglass, three portholes. <laughs> Write this down. Here's diagrams to go along with it. <laughs> it's got a little set of pedals inside. You just pedal it. <laughs> yeah, well, two 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 hundred horsepower engines. So. Oh. 200 horsepower is pretty fair size. You're probably talking maybe a couple of six cylinder engines in there. I must have dozed off through that part. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but you know, I, it seems it. like uh, the first submarine, which was built during the time of the Civil War in the 1860s, did right. have some kind of a pedal mechanism to turn the propeller. Uh, I, I don't think it was very successful in its. Uh, job <laughs> and submarines weren't the thing until like world war one yeah anyway because that, that kind of well now i got a stories i mean uh oh this uh a brazil um a brazilian woman that's out to uh what was it to traverse a lake of lava and yeah. a brazilian doctor medical doctor um, has had other feats as such as being the first woman to climb k2 um, and so she decided she wanted to go from uh, up there on that mountain to down into a volcano i guess i don't know hmm. but, uh, she did an observance of the, the international woman's day which was just last week but right comes out and and by the time we get it, it's a week old. <laughs> but anyway, so. But she uh, she donned this uh, heat suit. Uh, what do they call it? A fiber tornado, of course. And they lowered yeah. her by a cable into an vo active volcano. And she, she was suspended 11.9 inches above the molten lava. Wow. But was measured at being 2,160 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that, that would be enough that if you was to just like put your <laughs> finger in it, your finger would just disappear <laughs> and cauterized. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Even with a fire resistant suit, you would want to make sure it didn't touch your skin while you were hovering. Yeah. Like, she must have saw. Uh, Star Wars three, where the where Darth Vader turned, and got 
burned his legs off in the lava. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sheesh. And so she... She swam across it, probably on the end of a big fishing pole or something. <laughs> she was fascinated by nature, and she just wanted to do this in observance of International Women's Day. And to see uh, what a woman could do. Right. She's from Brazil, from Brazil. Yeah. Well, more power to her. I'm right? to, I certainly wouldn't want to do it that. Does, I'm trying to think if if it was in Ethiopia. This volcano? I didn't know they had any volcanoes in Ethiopia. There's volcanoes all around the world. You'd be surprised where they have volcanoes at. And yeah, it was in Ethiopia. And so she went from Brazil to Ethiopia to 329 feet. And yeah, she traversed across this. Yeah. I don't know if and, she was. The thing, too, is there's a lot of noxious gases and fumes that come off of lava. So she would definitely have to have a, a suit on with oxygen supply. It doesn't give a good description on how she traversed the lake of lava, but she went 320 feet. I don't know if she, if they just had her by a crane and they just swung her across, or if she had some sort of zip. Well, or she, she wouldn't have been in a boat because even metal would. I mean, it doesn't hold up to about 2,000 degrees. <laughs> Maybe she needed one of those submarines. Oh. <laughs> Put her in one of those and send her in there. <laughs> one of those drug submarines, yeah. But yeah, what? Yeah, there's nothing, nothing on this planet that would be able to go in there. I mean, yeah, and it's all inside of a bunch of rock and. So it does sound like she was held at the end of a long rope where they kind of walked her across. Right. You know, it's yeah. like maybe she was moving her feet and then they just dragging her across with this crane, moving her feet like she's walking. I don't just know. Flat across like Supergirl. Yeah. Because it's like they traverse her. It's like, well, did they have a cable strung across and she had on like a safety line and she just. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't Could be. give that good a description in the story. Just that she did it. Right. Well, my next one is uh, Naked Cowboy uh, gets a hero's welcome after a week of being arrested. <laughs> a naked Cowboy, hero's welcome. Daytona Beach, Florida, which isn't that where they have spring break all every year with all the College kids going out there and doing crazy stuff. <laughs> That'd be any beach in Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's about that time of year for spring break to happen down there. Uh, attendees at Bike Week at Daytona Beach gave a hero's welcome to a Times Square performer known as the Naked Cowboy. Uh, after he returned to the motorcycle festival a week after his arrest, uh, on, on a misdemeanor charge of resisting arrest without violence and violating a panhandling ordinance, uh, he's out. He's out, the motorcyclist shouted as he cruised along on Main Street. Other bikers honked horns and offered other uh, words of encouragement as Robert Burke strolled along the sidewalk wearing <laughs> his trademark briefs, cowboy boots, cowboy hat, and guitar. You can't forget the guitar. 
<laughs> in case the briefs are hard enough to hide things, <laughs> gonna hide behind a guitar. <laughs> well, he wasn't totally naked then, right? Was enough, I guess. Uh, it, it doesn't really say, other than panhandling, why he was picked up. It, it says he's known as the naked cowboy. He's a Times uh, Square street performer, but it doesn't say what he performs. If he just you know, has a guitar, so maybe he sings uh, in Times Square. Maybe, I don't know, just is a mime. Maybe he juggles. I don't know. Uh, maybe he lost his shirt and his pants in a poker game. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Uh, but he is 51 years old uh, and became well-known as a performer in Times Square. Said he felt like Michael Jackson making a public appearance during the height of his fame in the 1980s. You know, anytime he steps out to the street, there would be a thousand people following him everywhere he went, Burke says. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So obviously people are really celebrating the fact that I'm here. <laughs> maybe, they're, uh, maybe they're running from him and he thinks they're coming towards him. <laughs> but the, uh, as it turns out, uh, a judge withheld adjudicating or making a decision about the resisting arrest charge. Because I, I, I have trouble with that. How can you resist arrest in a non-violent way. Hey, we're here to pick you up and take you to jail. No, I don't want to go. Oh, come on, come on. No, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> Get in the car. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Is that the I way mean, that's about non-violent? I mean, <laughs> that's just I weird, but the judge is, is basically throwing that out. Uh, so it won't go down as a conviction on his record. Uh, the jurors sentenced him to time served and dismissed the d misdemeanor of panhandling. So fans of the Naked Cowboy have reason to be excited to see him performing at Bike Week. So I've got Naked Cowboy. I've got another, my, la my last one, <clears throat> excuse me. My last one, another animal story that turns a little different. In Zion, Zion, China, I think it's how, I don't know how to pronounce we'll, we'll Chinese. We'll go with that. <laughs> Zion, China, a, a, I'm trying to think of how the headline went again. The headline says, uh, it says a, a wolf, a wolf um, enclosure and a Chinese zoo has a domesticated dog in it. <laughs> so yeah, said, that's where Herschel and, and uh, Gizmo went to. Your little chihuahuas or puppies, yeah. whatever they are. <laughs> I said, I got to read this here. Let's see what that says. A, a man was had used his iPhone and video shot some footage of a Rottweiler. <laughs> oh, okay. Was that was in this cage, this area of the zoo, domestic uh, blah, blah, enclosure, wolf enclosure. Um, I guess they forgot what a wolf looked like. That's what I thought at first. Is that a wolf? Looks like a junkyard dog to me. Read on, and it says uh, the wolf 
when when the footage hit the internet, which it always does, you know, the zoo was questioned as to why is there a Rottweiler in the zoo. The zoo's explanation of such was that their wolf had died, and so <laughs> we just went to the pet store, got a replacement. Yeah, they're having a, a hard time uh, acquiring a new wolf. And we'll see if, if the if the officials say it's a wolf, then it's a wolf. Who cares if it's really a dog? <laughs> yeah. So they they were having a hard time finding a wolf, and they discovered that they had people sneaking into the zoo, and so that's why they put the Rottweiler in there was because then the people quit sneaking into the zoo through going over the wolf enclosure. So guard that was, that was like. So now they're changing the signage on the enclosure, I guess, and call it Rottweiler. <laughs> AKC Rottweiler exhibit. Beware of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so if we go to China. Uh, someone stole the wolf, so they put a dog in his place. <laughs> if you go to China, you might see a Rottweiler in the zoo. <laughs> So we're done with our news. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. So, this is where we transition into the Terry's Top. 10 list. My top 10 this week is 10 things that are were, were accidentally flushed down the toilet. That's ah. my top 10. <laughs> so, and some we of know these, that none of these will be toilet paper. <laughs> right. And so, number 10 is uh, goldfish. You know, uh, well, you don't well, want to. I say goldfish are flushed all the time. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, um, these are things that are, I guess, purposely flushed, or you know, things that have been flushed down the toilet, accidentally or on purpose, you know, just or, or unusual. Right. Uh, number ten, I says goldfish. You know, uh, some plumbers had found a fourteen-inch goldfish that wow. in a sewer line, and you know, so you know, if you uh, have pets, they recommend that you don't flush down the toilet. Um, that's a big goldfish. That's that's more like a carp than a goldfish. Just because pretty much everybody has seen <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Remember there in town, uh, over a couple blocks up, that the guy had a, a, a pond in his front yard, and he kept goldfish in it. And they would get about right. They had to been eight or ten inches long. Right. So that that was a fourteen inch fish. That's a, that's a big old fish. 
Wasn't that called, I think that's called a koi pond or something like that? Maybe they were koi fish, but I thought they were, I always thought they were goldfish. Cause they were well, I, I don't know. What, the name just popped in my head and I go, uh, but some kind of man-made thing in the front. You already had big old fish in there. It's like, cool. Uh, let's see. Number nine, uh, poker chips. A man in Atlantic City had went to the casino and he had had some poker chips. And so then he took some chips and he painted them to resemble um, the poker chips from the casino. And so <clears throat> he took his few little fake ones, counterfeit poker chips, went in and gambled and he won, uh, I believe, $600,000. Hmm. So, so, so using the fake ones, he gambled and won even more money. Wow. Right. And he, he gambled with the fake ones he won. And so then he took his winnings and uh, figured that he didn't want to get caught. So he took the fake ones. Why he didn't take them when he left the hotel, I don't know. He decided to flush them in the toilet and got caught because they clogged the toilet and he was busted. Yeah, some things don't flush well. I don't know what poker chips in Las Vegas are made out of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, number eight. Ten, nine, eight. Number eight is do not flush drugs down the toilet accidentally on purpose or illegal. <laughs> it, it could create goldfish to go to links at 14 inches. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, it'll It'll mess with the, it may not clog up your, your toilet or your sewer line, but it can really damage the water supply if you do so. so it's, oh, yeah, I, I guess I've heard that before. It's down the toilet. Number seven. <laughs> millions upon millions of Legos have been flushed down the toilet. What, Legos? Lego building blocks have been flushed down and fished out of sewer pipes. That I could imagine that with kids, they'll drop anything down there. Let's watch this. <laughs> <laughs> in, <coughs> in England, in England, 2.5 million Lego blocks have been flushed down the sewer. Hopefully not by one child, but... <laughs> It's all the same kid. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Your um, blah, blah, blah. Number six is wedding rings. You know, uh, oh. diamond rings. Yeah, I guess I can see that somebody gets mad over a breakup or something. Or yeah, I can't see. <laughs> You would think it'd go down the sink, you know, wash your hands, it slips off with the slippery water, but I guess maybe when you're blind, like the other ones, I'm blind and I'm wiping my butt. Oh, I pulled my ring off. Uh, the ring <laughs> fell off. Yeah, you would think, I mean, washing your hands or at the kitchen sink, but not being flushed down the toilet, it's like, that's, that's a little more intentional. Right. <laughs> Number five. <coughs> a queen's hairpin actually flushed down the toilet the queen uh, a hairpin it was nine centimeters long and it was encrusted with the queen's signature it was given to someone 
and they accidentally flushed it down the toilet. Ah. Like eh, now it's encrusted with more than jewels. <laughs> and and, the, uh, and, and I, I guess this list must have came from England because a lot of references here. I mean, just like this one here, you wouldn't find this in the United States. But the, another thing that was found in the sewer, I don't know how it made it through the toilet. I guess their toilets are shaped different over in England. But a three-inch mortar shell live from World War II was accidentally flushed down the toilet. Wow. Why anybody would flush it in the first place? Hey, let's flush this down the toilet. You know? And yeah. That's, Wow. That's like a 16 millimeter mortar. And that like was that. in Ma Manchester, England. Yeah. Yeah. If it was, if it was the entire mortar, I mean, that, that's they're they're pretty big too, because I mean, it's three inches in diameter. It's probably you know maybe a foot long. But if it was like an unexploded ordnance where it was just the you know the warhead of it, it'd be like the size of a baseball probably. Right. It doesn't say how long. It just says it's three inches in diameter. A mortar round, you know, and they took it. You know, I've heard of putting cherry bombs in the toilet, <laughs> but uh, I don't know where I heard that from. But yeah, I guess they're gonna do like a fancy cherry bomb explosion prank. They're trying to do a, a more powerful than we did in high school, being the bathroom bombers, me and a couple other guys. But anyway, story for later. Story <laughs> for later. Details to come, maybe some other podcast. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, let's see, a what number? Number three. Uh, this one was in California, I believe, but a woman had accidentally again an eight thousand five hundred dollar Rolex watch was flushed down the toilet. Oh wow! In California, I guess the watch man broke. <laughs> The lady had called the plumbers, they Chino Hills, California, and she called the plumbers. They came and tore the place apart, tore the pipes apart, couldn't find it. She gave up on it and considered it lost. However, 18 months later, one of the plumbers working downhill from her residence found a Rolex watch in the sewer, and he, he, uh, Cleaned it up. Uh, I guess got all the poop off of it, and <laughs> yeah, he cleaned it up, and it was that this woman's watch, and it still worked. It was, however, it was only missing one diamond. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just wondering if, how waterproof uh, Rolex watches are. I mean, they're designed yeah. to be fancy. Uh, the they were designed to be, you know, durable. I guess they're. <laughs> I guess they're like a Timex. They take a lick. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want to that one. <laughs> they take a poop one and keep on ticking. <laughs> I wouldn't want to lick it. <laughs> number number two. Speaking of number two. <laughs> yes, speaking of number two. Yeah, we're talking about number twos in the toilets. Um, money doesn't grow on trees, and the janitor went to work one day and he found wads of money shoved in the toilet bowl. Yeah, I wonder why. And they, uh, it was in Australia 
and he uh, he he saw wads of bills, and he looked in the other stalls, and there was money in all the other toilets. And so he took all the got all the money out, counted it up, and there was over ninety three thousand dollars. Somebody was trying to flush down the toilet. Wow, that's crazy. What do you want to do that for? It must have been a, a drunk leprechaun trying to get rid of some money. I don't know. Maybe, but because uh, St. Patrick's Day is in a couple of days anyway, and uh, so he, this guy actually took it to, turned, told the police, and they took the money, and he, nobody uh, claimed it after whatever time, and so the judge uh, granted the guy, he, the guy got uh, seventy three thousand dollars of it, and then the state kept the rest for fines, taxes, I guess. Fine, well, not fines, but you know all the. Stuff. Well, that, that would be about the right amount that you would be taxed. Right, right. You know. I'd be more than happy to give up, you know, what, 20 grand, <laughs> get to keep the rest. Free money, I <laughs> guess, wherever it oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I put a little editorial there at the end of that there. To, um, I guess the, it was uh, Donald Trump's bathroom. I don't know. Could be. I, I guess <laughs> Donald Trump ran out of toilet paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump took a dump. <laughs> okay, number one, last one, a four-year-old boy uh, thought it would be a neat idea to, um, he accidentally flushed his puppy dog down the toilet. He took a little dog for a walk and got, got dirty over in England, got muddy. So he decided that the toilet would make a good jacuzzi. So he put his dog in the toilet, then flushed, and the doggy went down in the toilet. So number one was don't flush doggies down the toilet. Now, you know, just to let everybody know, the plumbers were called, and they came, and they tore this into the sewer pipe, and then the puppy was alive. My wife said, but it, why didn't it drown? And it's like, well, once you flush the toilet, then well, it goes down, then there's no water in the toilet line. You know, right. so, yeah, the pipe is you know, basically empty. There. They were able to rescue the puppy. It's alive. All you wearied, worried women, folk, and men, whatever. <coughs> the puppy was fine. So anyway... Don't use your toilet as a jacuzzi for your animals, even though I considered it a good cat washer. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's my top 10 this week. Is yeah, let's, uh, I, I know we're going a little bit long, so I'm gonna, I have uh, some questions for ask the host. Let's forego that. And move on to our anchor topic, which is computers. Um, computers. Yeah, well, com computers, all of a sudden, they're being a big pain in my butt today because I had to get up for a, a real fast emergency, you know, end up knocking my microphone across my keyboard, which didn't make it on the show and end up knocking my keyboard and power supply off the desk and headphones come unplugged and it's like oh. so technology plus not to mention a ever-increasing volume on a tv set in the background which the kids don't seem to be impervious to me asking them to turn it off 
Uh, this is not a good computer technology day for me. It's uh, not a, I don't think it's up loud enough where we can make out what they're watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll leave it up to you because what you're hearing is what's going to make it on the show. But it's yeah. definitely a lot louder than it needs to be for doing a quality podcast. But, you know, I guess it's not as bad as having a certain dog barking in the background on a certain podcast we both listen to. Well, with computers, uh, hey, they can... Uh, barring doing something like a podcast, uh, they can be very helpful. Uh, I mean, with the, the benefit of having a voice speak, you know, there's a lot you can do. Uh, in fact, we typically read from show notes off of a uh, computer file, or at least I do. You typically read it from your Victor reader, which is actually a book reader. Yeah. Today, can- I was actually trying to use the computer. Uh-huh. And like you I had some malfunctions happen. I wanted to use my computer to see, could I be on Zoom on the podcast, but yet still use, if I use my computer, can you hear my, my talking software? And the answer is no. And I'm like, oh, okay, because I was going to go on a web page and I could get to the top 10 list a little easier or navigate through it a lot quicker, but I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where it went, and then I had to find the notes on my other device, as we saw earlier. But right. and so having overlapping technologies, you know, where you can switch between computer or phone, or or, or a, a device like a book reader, like the Victor reader, right. it, it can fill a lot of gaps, and. And again, you know, people say, well, how do, do black people use this technology? Or I don't understand, you know, why you have all these gadgets for it. Because people see our computer as, you know, at least my grandkids, they, they want to play on my computer, but only so they can play, Ro- uh, not Roku, Roblox or some Roblox. other game. Or whatever games they have these days. Uh, but to me, I, it's not a gaming system. To me, it's where I get work done. It's a prosthetic. <laughs> and it, it, there's times where uh, you have a handy device, like, say, a computer, where yeah, I can do a lot of stuff. I can record stuff. I can type. I can read. I can listen to music. But let's say uh, I, I uh, am doing something. And it's like, uh, I, I want to listen to a book. Well, depending on the book, I might not be able to access it on my computer. So therefore, next to my desk, I, I have my uh, BARD, which is an acronym for blind and something, <laughs> or braille and audio reading something. Uh, I have a standalone book player that I can listen to a book while I'm you know, typing away or doing something. Uh, and there's times it's nice to have the overlapping devices. You know, let's say I'm on my book reader and someone makes a phone call. Oh, I need to write down a message. Well, I can hit record. There's a record button on the book reader. And I can do that on the fly, you know. Where I, I can't use my phone to record while I'm on the phone because iPhones don't let you do that. It only records you talking. <laughs> well, record the, the person you're talking to. Well, with iPhone, because of, I guess, <coughs> me, because of Apple's privacy terms of use, 
they don't allow recording devices to play while a phone call is going on. And so you can be doing something with your voice recorder, ring, ring, answer the phone. As soon as you do, your voice recorder stops and you can't restart it, not on your phone, not while you're talking. So if, let's say it's your doctor calling. Well, I got to write down a message. Well, my laptop is in the office upstairs. How am I supposed to do? Well, you know, this is where you have yet another t device, your book reader, you hit the record button. Or I also have a standalone digital voice recorder. I can turn it on and hit the record button. Yeah. So computers and computer-related devices like that, uh, they can come in handy, uh, especially if they have overarching things that they do. You know. I kind of I had one. I don't I don't use it much anymore. I, I like how they, they can make them so tiny that if you got big fat fingers, it's useless. It would be great you know, to have you know a recording device like that to where it had a little bit bigger. I know they're so small it can fit right in your pocket. It's like, yeah, but I don't care. I, would, I just want to make sure it's big enough to push the buttons. If I got to carry it in the case on my belt, on my neck, I don't care. I need it big enough to, to be able to control it. You know? yeah, then, yeah. Oh, let's make it so small. I have an Apple TV remote. I can't even use it. You know, I can use the Apple has a built-in Apple TV remote on the iPhones, so I'm not. I can use it, but the Apple TV remote is so tiny when you got big fingers and big hands and the big guy. Yeah, and you know, before they went to touch screens, which just makes it easy to touch and swipe and tap to get things done. Uh, you had, like, say, the Nokia flip phone kind of a deal where they kept making the phone smaller, the buttons smaller. And even if I didn't have neuropathy, it's a pain in the butt to have to maneuver around those inky dinky buttons. Just, you know, I just want something with full size buttons, you know. Uh, which is why on my computer, even though it's a laptop, even though I can hold on my lap and type away. I find it much easier to type if I plug in a regular keyboard because, uh, you know, the buttons set, you know, you can feel them. They don't blend together like a row of chiclets or something. <laughs> you can feel the individual key tops and uh, there's, there's spaces you know, in between, say, your arrow keys and your uh, little six pack area and stuff. So it's a few random computer steps. Good to have overarching devices. Good to have things that aren't so microscopically small. Made the one that make it so small. You had to use a, a stylus. Everything came, they started to come out with the stylus. So you had to you can touch the screen, but you had to use that little tiny little pointer. And as I that's when you know it's too small, when you got to use a stylus and sit there and touch the screen instead of your finger. It's like, you guys need to make this a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. We, we're kind of jumping on this topic unprepared, just totally winging it. <laughs> so we have to apologize for the randomness of it. But hey, you know what you do? Uh, if you need more info, if you don't understand what we're talking about, if we seem like we're just all over the place, send us a letter, an email, 
and tell us what you want us to talk about. Is there something in the blindness world, particularly to computers or computing, or uh, maybe you want a, a, a random tutorial on how to use an email using nothing but talking technology? Uh, let us know. Uh, give us something yeah, to hear about. But then back to some of the computer things, just like uh, just hit and miss things. You know, we had an incident. Uh, something you know, there's so many different ways to do stuff. You know, um, just like when I first started losing my vision, I would call my brother Keith all the time because he had been blind, you know, already, and so I would call him and say, "Oh, how did we do this? I can't do this." and uh, how did you get Jaws to say this? And he would tell me all this stuff because he'd been blind uh, a little bit longer than, than, than myself. And so there's stuff and uh, there's many different ways to start stuff. You can just start a program, to close a program. But, and then if you're on the internet, there's problems there, you know, where there's some stuff and I totally forgot about it because I just didn't have to do it anymore. Like, you know, clearing your history and stuff. My wife was having an issue on the, on the internet and it kept taking every time she wanted to go to a certain page, it wouldn't take her where she wanted to go. And so, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. Somebody had reminded me, um, on a, another zoom call, reminded me, well, have her clear her history on. And so and, we and things like clearing a history, that's not exactly blindness related. It's just right. It's a, for anybody, also, but uh, <laughs> whatever browser that you're using, it may be different in a different browser. Right. And so I wasn't sure. He said, well, just go on your iPad and cause it was iPad related. Go, go to your, go to your, uh, what was it called? Your Safari settings, right? Safari settings. Yeah. And go to clear clear history. Then, oh, there it is. You click that. Boom. There you go. Then it, then it allowed her to go to the web page she wanted to go to and go to where she wanted to go to. And but there's other ways of manipulating things or starting programs. Many ways. You know, uh, you got your your apps on your desktop. Just double click on it. You know, you can uh, do a all control. Uh, Jay, if, if you have a shortcut set to start your program, you know, right. you can hit the Windows key and just start typing until it pops on your screen and you hit enter. You don't have to type the whole thing, you know, for people who. Yeah, usually like I open up uh, my browser, I get as far as CH and before I hit R, Chrome, I'm like, well, there we go. <laughs> and I typed the letter, I hit Windows, hit O, and it says Outlook. You know, that's it. Dude, no, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Outlook or open book or, yeah. and, and so there's, you know, hot keys to learn and it, it can be overwhelming, but you just start out small. You know, what's some basic jobs you want to do on an open and close something like, like what you say. Well, you just learn different ways to find it and open it. And usually to How do I get that it, off my screen? How do I get that off of my screen? It's like, well, to close it, it's generally Alt F4 in windows or command q if you use and I, I tell my wife i say okay when i can you still see there's a window on your screen and up in the right hand corner there's a dash a square and an x you know so click on the x that'll x out of the program <laughs> there you go has it still got that she said yeah i go okay well that's still carrying over because that was there when i could still see you know so 
And there, of course, there's some old standbys from even earlier than Windows 95, where you had hit Alt plus Space and you pulled down a system menu. <laughs> right. And the thing is, with blind people, is we have to resort back to the early days when you had computer without a mouse and you had to hit all these keys on your keyboard. You can still hit all these keys on your keyboard and make your computer do anything you want it to. It's so difficult there. without a mouse. And it's like, but you just have to know how to do it. And, and that's one thing that they don't teach people anymore. I don't think in basic learning in, in kindergarten on up now they train you on computers, but they show you all that stuff like, the old days of shortcut keys and what do you do if your mouse don't work no more? Go buy another mouse. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, you know, mouses used to be optional equipment. <laughs> so yeah. And it, I tell I tell my wife, look at the look at the at the menu structure on your screens. Does it still have one letter underlined in the word? Because that, if it's a menu, it does. If it's a ribbon, I, I couldn't tell you. Because that's ribbon, what I'm saying. I, I don't know if it's a ribbon. It makes things more difficult. I think it still does because a lot of times, even in the ribbon, our talking software will say, hit all shifts H W Z. <laughs> yeah. Just and, and, and that's, that's a good point. Uh, if you did, let's say you don't know what the command is, well, referring back to menus instead of ribbons. You, you just hit alt for the menu and you can navigate through you know, up and down arrow, left and right arrow with the ribbons you tab around and you listen for it to say what the hotkey is because they'll tell you, you know, alt plus the, you know, S or control plus C. And you, it's like, okay, I use this command a lot. So I'm going to remember this hotkey. And so next time you try to, hey, it works. And if you keep on using it, it's great. I'm, I got one down, <laughs> add another one to it. Just like instead of hitting Alt F4 to close your program, you could hit Alt and the letter F and then the letter X. You know, yeah. like Alt FX, boom, same thing. You know, but it, like if you hit Alt F, that would be your file menu because the F is underlined. But if you wanted to go to your favorites, you'd hit Alt A. Because alt is like alt a. That's the but it'll say favorites. Well, you know, because they have to pick a different like letter. That, if right, if one letter is already taken in another menu item, you better listen to the right, correct letter to hit. You know, and if people you want to do a shortcut, people will praise uh, Macintosh for being such a great system, and it is. Um, Not one. <laughs> well, once you get into it, it's it's, it's a decent system. But the one thing that Macintosh does is they have crazy hotkeys and they don't have hotkeys for everything. Whereas Windows, just about every command that's in your menus, there's a hotkey for it. Uh, and they're a lot easier to use, like, you know, control plus C, you know, control shift uh, D or something or whatever the case may be. Whereas Macintosh is repeatedly control, option, shift, arrow. Like, oh, how many fingers do I got to have? <laughs> I'm going to grow a few more. Get all these modifier keys. Make it simple. Anyhow, I guess just a little bit of random uh, 
uh, bragging and complaining, I guess. But anyway, we're down to our closing thoughts. And I do have a, a closing thought, just one today. <gasps> one? Man, I got a bunch of them. But <laughs> well, I actually have a couple, but due to technology issues, my keyboard's not working, my headphones aren't working. <laughs> but I do have one I, I know I want to do. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. The joys of motherhood. Once you have small children, you will never be alone. <laughs> because they will join you in the bathroom. Mommy, what are you doing in there? I have one. I wouldn't recommend dating a light bulb. Fragile, and you'll be in an on and off relationship. <laughs> okay. All I have right. Another one. Well, I guess that's all. I have another. One. I have another one, real quick. Oh yeah, go ahead. I don't. I don't suffer from insanity. I enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So that would be our episode for the week. Uh, and now that we're done, all the noisemakers in the house are going away because she has to go to school. But here we are, closing up, wrapping up another episode. This is and now it'll be quiet. <laughs> yeah, it'll be quiet now. Let's start over. Let's just take one. <laughs> yeah, let's do the whole second half of the show all over again. But hey, this is your host Keith signing off, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. Uh, stop by uh, your favorite uh, podcast directory leave a rating and review visit Same Jill at the aquarium <laughs> yeah visit Jill at the aquarium she's going with the sharks um, but yeah when, but, but do send us an email because that's uh, how we can put your voice on the show by t telling us your own funny story maybe she'll be back next week and tell us all about some funny stuff at the aquarium That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com.